1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan.
3: Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. afternoon. At the tone, Pacific Day
4: light time will be... It's 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock.
5: One step closer to my own personal health.
4: This is Primetime on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. We
5: expect the best. We're not afraid to break someone. Do you hear me? Primetime is your source for the
4: best in local, regional, and national sports.
6: Go ahead and clap.
4: Mediocrity deserves applause. <laughs> Isaac Rop, I'm miserable. I had to get up at 10 o'clock this morning. Jason Sicanet. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Prime time on 1080 The Fan. All right. Welcome back. Hope you're having a nice little
2: Wednesday, is it? It is.
3: Yes. It is a Wednesday.
2: We love our Wednesdays. It's Rop. That's me. Of- Big Sookrat right over there. Right here. With uh,
1: dude.
3: <laughs> Ryan Buckley in the house. Hello. With a backwards hat. He's very hip. Well, just ch- change it up from time to time. Yeah, I don't see you go backwards hat very often. Not very, no. He's a young hip dad now. Yeah, that's what it is. He's the cool parent. So Buckley and his wife had a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of
5: old news though. He's been it is, yeah. You know. Because uh not the most recent father on the block now. I, no. Right?
3: I mean, I hate Dirt. to do this, but Maze uh, is you know it's He's been upstage. He's been upstage. Little Maximilian mm-hmm. by, by Teddy.
5: Wait, is that his name? I
3: think Theodore. Theodore. I think they might Uh,
5: be going with Theo for short instead of Teddy, but I don't know. Ooh, that's Uh, a cool name. Could be either one. I I like that.
3: I think Dirt desperately wanted a
2: Teddy. If you guys have ever listened to Dirt and Sprague in the mornings here on The Fan, Dirt and his wife had a baby. It's the thing to do. So we'd like to give them a hearty congratulations. Yes. Hope everybody's doing well. Babies are cool as long as they're not mine. I like when... uh, My neighbor's baby couldn't be any cuter. Really? Oh my God. So cute. Got that good baby smell to well, it. Well, I just love it when they make the there's there's so I mean the newborns, you know, they just make faces like they can't really No. I mean, they don't really communicate. They just look at you and yeah. then they make faces like when they're pooping and stuff, <laughs> and I think that's great. <laughs> my So uh, relatable.
3: A lot of times if my, my gal has a social gathering, look, I don't really want to be there, and no one really wants me there anyways, and so it's awkward. But if someone has a baby, I'm great with babies. So it's nice. Give me a give me a corner and a chair, and a baby, and I'll get a glass of whiskey in the other hand, and I'm great. Mm. I'll post up in the corner, have a little baby time. When they're that little, little that's booze, all you got to do.
5: You just got to get in a comfortable spot. Yeah, and that's comfortable pretty much spot, it.
3: and you know, get, get a little nook going right there, and let's hang out and let's go. Someone said Theodore Milton Johnson. Is that right?
5: That's correct. Mm.
3: Milton. Oh, all right. I like it. You can go with Uncle Milty. Mm. It's very old school between Theodore and Milton. Does Dirt come from where? He's from, like,
2: the Carolinas or something. I don't know. I think I know he went to school. He went to
3: high school around yeah, here. He's, he's from Selwood. He went to like oh. Lincoln or something. I don't know. He cla- I just realized I know nothing about Dirt. Mm. I think he claims to be a high school quarterback. In the, I do in remember you giving him
2: crap for that. Yeah, but I, I I've never even met his wife. I'm sad I've, to say.
3: No, I've never met Mrs. Sprague. I've never met Mrs. Dirt. I've never met Mrs. Buckley. That's true.
2: Neither oh, yeah. one of you have.
3: As far as I know, the, all this stuff is made up.
2: The problem is us. It's, it's, there's, there's an element You know, yeah. like they're keeping their wives away from us.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean. And
2: rightly so. Yeah. I get it. She likes you guys. Does she? Yeah. Well, she should. Supporting your ass. <laughs> That's true.
3: <laughs> we might be the anti-social ones of the station.
2: Um, Coming up tonight in the club,
3: we've got Larry David audio. <laughs> I love Larry David. He was at his premiere for Curb. Yeah, I'm, I'm going back and I'm watching the, the final. Well, actually, I watched the, the last two seasons gearing up for it February 4th when the last season uh, launches. I don't know when it is. And the best part is, is next I, week? Or wait, that's this weekend. It's this weekend. Sunday? Uh, so I'm not sure if it's Saturday or Sunday. Whenever- Sweet, and uh, so I, I've got my my gal and my boy have never seen it, and they're getting roped into They've it. They've never too. seen Curb, never seen Curb, oh and God. they're they're starting to appreciate wow. the magic that is it, Larry. I'm Durbin. almost
5: jealous that that they have that first time yeah. experience. They ahead get of to them. watch that all the jokes for the first time. <laughs> so good, <Man.
3: laughs> it's just I've said it before, and it may be a controversial statement because many people view Seinfeld as the best show of all time. It's not controversial. Curbed is better. Curb is better. It's a better show than Seinfeld. I would agree.
2: Um, Larry David was on the. Red carpet of his own premiere, and it yeah. got very Larry David. <laughs> I just, it's weird, it's awkward. He hates the interviewer, and it's yeah. just great. Um, so anyway, we'll get to that. We have uh, maybe some American Nightmare talk. You guys watched American Nightmare yet?
3: Is that the one with the uh, the, the kidnapping that was? Yes. That I odds- did watch that. My Fantastic. head sewn to the carpet. If you would have asked me to bet at the ep- the end of episode one, yeah. I would have put every dollar I had huh. on an ending, and it turned out to be a... Cr- I-, I was that cop. Interesting. And now I'm I was t-
5: kind of in that boat, too. I'm like, there's no way that what these... The, the timing doesn't make sense. This guy seems okay. like... Yeah. That's interesting because yeah, I was one of the questions
2: that I think is... Well, we'll talk we'll about talk it. We'll talk about it. American Nightmare is on Netflix, and it is a wild ride. Yeah, it's
3: three episodes... Easy watch, and by the way, you're not going to be able to stop. So just buckle, like you're yeah. you're gonna you'll have get to, right through it. You'll I watched right all three in it. one night. Yeah,
2: you'll just power right through it because yeah. it's too it's too good. But uh, the, I think the one of the main, I think there are two types of people in the world. I think there's people that instantly go, "Oh, dude, that guy's lying <laughs> out of his ass," or I was more on the side of really. I, I think he was not suspect to me at all. Oh yeah, <laughs> he, that that was part and parcel with how a person. Who is, who, who doesn't really understand what's happening yeah. and is like just trying to wrap his head around uh, all of this?
5: And that's the thing. What didn't, but so the things he was saying, he was saying though, didn't feel that plausible dude, because I, they weren't. Well, yeah, the story wasn't. Yeah, I was, but put, it happened. I
3: was putting a needle in that guy's arm thirty minutes into that program, <laughs> dude. I scot, I was ready to Scott Peterson his ass, and then I had to come back with a big old, I'm sorry. My my bad.
2: That'll be in the club. Uh, coming up this hour, we have to get to Dave Canales' talk. You know, he's an author. Yeah. He's the new coach of he the Panthers. He loves his porn. And imagine you're a public figure, and you have to write a book about all your banging and flinging yep. and shaking hands with the milkman.
3: I know why he uh he. Wrote I mean, that imagine book. that. Yeah, I'm guessing it wasn't his idea to write that book. Hell of a
2: story. <laughs> uh, that'll be next. Uh, right now, the Hot Five at Five.
3: hot topics
4: hot opinions oh darling, i'm hot today and hot air it's time for the hot five at five it's hot the hot five at five on prime time with isaac and soup no i mean it that's very hot the hot five at five with isaac and soup brought to you on the fan by victorico's mexican food the most popular burrito spot in oregon online at victoricos.com number five number 5
2: The PGA Tour gets an infusion of cash. I would say so. Big infusion. But it's not from the Saudis. The Tour announces a new 3 billion dollar deal with a company called Strategic Sports Group. Well, technically it's 1.5 with potential for another 1.5. It includes uh, and is run by sports owner John Henry of the Red Sox, also Arthur Blank of the Falcons, and the Mets, Steve Cohen, yeah, a bunch of rich Americans. Oh yeah, this allows players uh, an equity stake. Now the status of the PGA Tour's agreement with the Saudi investment fund is still unresolved. So this gives the PGA Tour an infusion of cash, and it doesn't have to come from the. Uh, you know.
3: Yeah. The so they, Saudis. So they get one point five immediately, there's an opportunity for another one point five, and the the PGA did say that this does not preclude them from doing a deal with Liv. Yeah. It just gives them they don't have to rush to get anything done. Yeah. And the equity stake will only be for players that are currently on the PGA tour. The Live guys won't have any even if some there's some and sort right of, even if there's some sort of merger, the Live guys won't four. have access to any of this. The Baltimore Orioles
2: will be sold for $170 billion. Uh, No.
3: Right? That's $170 billion. That would be some sort of record. I'm nah, Just seeing if you guys were paying
2: attention. <laughs> uh, $1.7 billion. Peter Angelos is out. The new owner will be Baltimore native David Rubenstein. Good, by the way, because the Angelos family was a bunch of dumbasses. Yeah, they, they were bad. They're um, a bad ownership group. Peter is still alive, believe it or not. He's 94. He has dementia. So his son, John Angelos, took it over in 2019. Uh, the O's last won the World Series in 1983. A few other famous names are part of the new group: Cal Ripken Jr., Michael Bloomberg, and Grant Hill.
3: Yeah. By the way, not a bad investment. I think they bought it for like 170 and change and sold it for 1.7 and change. So it's a nice little turnaround. Sports
2: franchises, yeah. man.
3: That's the Suns like the son's like. Yeah, I don't need to be the owner. I would like the almost two billion dollars. Well, they
2: were all suing each other. Yeah, it was and a they whole all lot settled. You, yeah. It was the wife. Peter's wife and then the kids—they were suing each other. Yes, and it's I a, think they all settled out of court.
3: Well, because they realized again that there's just enough money to go around. It's an awful family; like they're—they're they're terrible. Yeah, and it was hard to root for Baltimore, and they were <sighs> such a young, likable <sighs> team. Now it makes a little bit easier.
2: It did not take the uh, take long for the state of Tennessee to file a lawsuit against the NCAA over that NIL investigation into mm, the Vols. Nope. Uh, Virginia is a co-plaintiff the states seek to do away with the NCAA's NIL guidelines adopted in 2021 they claim the NCAA is violating antitrust laws in denying athletes rights to seek full compensation for their name image and likeness and this
3: is what we talked about yesterday that anytime the NCAA tries to flex any sort of muscle they just go down the, the road of antitrust laws and they keep losing in court the NCAA does so look eventually this leads to just the NCAA is gonna have to go away and college is going to have to break away and do their college football and do their own thing because right now it's a it's just the definition of the wild wild west. And remember the NIL, it's different state to state. That's how stupid this thing is. You have fifty different states with fifty different rules.
2: Iowa finally has an offensive coordinator. Now I'm not happy about this. Former Western Michigan head coach Tim Lester. <laughs> what you like that hire? Who the hell's Tim
3: Lester? He's a head coach. If the mighty Western Michigan Mustangs, horses I was hoping it was. I a think n- it's horses
5: yeah. I think I was, they're the Broncos, aren't they, Western Michigan?
3: Yeah, it's a horsey of some sort. It is a horsey. I was hoping for another <laughs> Ferentz child because, you know, I, I want to keep the punt streak alive. But, you know, this is kind of a, a, a little bit of a trend here. 'Cause the Boston College head coach just left to take a uh, he left to take a job in the NFL.
2: Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So yeah, that's, the head
3: coach is leaving to take well, lesser. This isn't positions. The NFL. Yeah, I guess that's not the NFL, but Iowa is not in
2: the NFL. No. But I can head,
3: assure you. Head coach is taking lesser jobs. Normally that's not even the case, even from western Michigan to Iowa.
2: Yeah, I think we can talk about the Boston College guy tomorrow because
3: That is gonna that's be the trend. Jeff Interesting. Yeah, yes.
2: people are Yeah, well, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Uh, Ducks men's basketball takes a few gut punches as both Mookie Cook and Keyshawn Bartholomew are likely done for the season due to injury. Yeah,
3: Mookie, remember, he missed the start of the season. He was one of their big five-star freshmen, so...
2: Yeah, Oregon taking on Brawny and USC tomorrow night. Yeah, Brawny and USC suck. They're, like, right here on the fan.
3: Second worst in the conference.
2: Oh, and, uh... Jackson Powers Johnson uh, is the talk of the Senior Bowl, but he was injured today.
3: Yeah, that sucks. We don't know how serious it is. But, yeah, I guess at the beginning of the Senior Bowl, dude, he was just killing
5: people. Like they were showing, like they, yeah, he was ragdolling dudes and and, and really dominating one on one drills. Even today, before the injury, they yep. said he was doing great.
3: One of the guys that I follow on there said that he hadn't seen him lose a one on one rep, which just doesn't happen. The one on reps are built for the because all these players. guys are
5: pretty damn good. Yeah,
3: so he's just he's the best center in in, in, the, in the at the Senior Bowl he's the best center in the country. So hopefully, it's nothing serious because um, he's moving up draft boards. And number one, the Seahawks
2: have their new coach to replace Pete Carroll. They have gone defense. Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald gets a six-year deal. Pete was the oldest head coach in the NFL. McDonald will be the youngest. He is 36. Yeah,
3: This leaves the Commanders as the only team without a head coach. And everyone thought that it was going to be McDonald in Seattle and Ben Johnson in Washington or vice versa, but Johnson takes his name out of it. So I don't know where the old uh, Commanders go. But I think if you're Seattle... You know, I, I know it's risky anytime you go with a young coach, but again, this was one of the bright names, and it sounds like this is who they were waiting for the whole
5: time.
2: Yeah, the finalists for the Washington gig are thought to be Dan Quinn, Aaron Glenn, who is the defensive coordinator of the Lions, Detroit. and Ravens defensive line
3: coach Anthony Weaver. Mm. Boy, that's a. You don't see that very often, position coach. Remember, Jim Tom Sula was a <clears throat> position coach, and he took the job in San Francisco. I'll tell you what,
2: teams are. <clears throat> rating the Ravens, yes, like the Ravens are getting picked apart here. Well, they got their... even by Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, they got
3: their player personnel guy that was ripped off, and and now the defense coordinator. And you know, look, when you have success like that, and and you're just a well-run organization, I mean that's that's what happens.
2: Victorico's Mexican food brings you the Hot Five at Five, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Order now at Victorico's dot com. All right, um, not only can he coach, man, can he write. I see what Buck's doing here. Is Dave Canales' wife a (laughs) man-eater?
5: This wasn't actually intentional. It was just really good uh, randomness by the rotation here.
2: Well, hey, you can get uh, 38% off. Now you have to have Prime. Yeah. But you can get 38% off Dave Canales and Lizzie Canales' book that they wrote together. Oh. Titled... This marriage? Question
3: mark. I still contend that she did most of the writing in this book. I gotta believe that that's her idea to to write that. I don't. I don't think Dave was the one that was like, "Yeah, hey, let me put the pen to paper on this one and talk about what a man whore I am."
2: The question that changed everything.
3: Forward by Tony Dungy, by the way. Yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> I find his, by the way, I find the beginning of that where he wrote. I, I find it pretty uh insulting. Who? What? Tony Dungy. What are you talking? About? What do you write? Well, he says, unlike so many couples today. Oh, all right. taking shots at us. All right. Taking
5: shots at everybody else already? Right, Come on. All right, dip s.
3: They didn't let their marriage wither away. They wouldn't let it go.
5: All right, all right,
3: Tony. Sorry, but if, if you find out that your spouse, male or female, uh, was cheating before you got married, while you were getting married, after you got married... Raw dogging, God knows who, and yeah, maybe just maybe it's okay at that point to say that I uh, I want my marriage to wither away. It's possible. So I just unlike so many unlike so many couples today that accept the whoredoms of their spouse and are willing to do whatever it takes in order for uh, their spouse to stop uh, banging whores and uh, get back together with me. What a pompous statement on the part of Tony Dungy. Bye. He said. Instead, Dave and Lizzie resolve to get things back on track and rediscover the sense okay. of purpose.
2: Well, let me let me tell you what we're talking about here. So Dave Canales is the new head coach of the Panthers. Yes. Okay. So he's going to be an NFL head coach. Okay. He's a man and of the Lord. He he was the offensive coordinator of uh Tampa. And then you know, and he spent years in Seattle. Okay. Well, when he was in Seattle, he wrote this book, and it is now nine dollars. Wait. Yeah, nine dollars and ninety-nine cents. Marked down from fifteen ninety nine on yeah, Amazon that's Prime.
3: It's great value right there.
2: And it's a book he wrote with his wife. Yeah. And it says here that um, it's a faith-based book mm-hmm. about working through problems with his sexual infidelity, addiction to pornography, and binge drinking.
3: Oh, yeah. Don't forget the binge drinking.
2: So it was written by him and his wife, Lizzie. It details how the 42-year-old coach has worked to overcome his problems, and the couple found its way back to a healthy Christian-based marriage. That's the key. So he no longer yeah. has issues I, with infidelity or pornography. Can I also ask the question? And he you, has stopped drinking completely.
3: Can I ask a question, though, because they found their way back to a Christian marriage. Um, if he was cheating at his bachelor party, did they ever have a Christian
5: marriage? Well, I think it was the goal. Oh, what, Yeah, I think that oh. that was uh, probably he agreed to a Christian marriage mm-hmm. and then strayed yeah. from said... Uh, Christian aspects of Christian marriage.
2: So he was a position coach with the Seahawks, publishes the book, September 2022.
5: Um, That is not that long ago.
2: No. And then he went to Tampa. The couple said they wrote the book to help other couples struggling with marriage. Uh, They wrote in the preface of the book, we wanted other people to feel safe starting this journey toward a vibrant marriage by helping them see that they are not alone. Mm-hmm. They said writing the book and reliving the painful details of their past was like going through another round of counseling, but it helped them find renewed healing and hope Mm. through a stronger understanding of what happened. Yes. Basically... I I got a good understanding of what was happening. So he made some dark confessions to his wife. Yeah. Um, He says a huge part in the severed intimacy that I was experiencing with Lizzie was because, and I don't know how to say this... I was addicted to porn. It was like a gateway drug for me, creating pathways in my brain that allowed me to use sex coldly for my own benefit. It was
3: a secret, silent struggle that I had years before I was married. not certain that the porn was the big problem here, as it was uh, raw dog and randoms. (laughs) That seems to be a bigger problem. He also wrote about how he cheated on Lizzie one month before they were
2: married. From the start of our relationship, I was binge drinking and going out with friends without Lizzie. Before I was even unfaithful to her, I was already there in my mind. Bad habits combined with addiction made it hard for me to resist temptation. It was a pattern, and I knew it well, Mm -hmm. before we even started dating. He also describes himself as a recovering narcissist. Oh, well, that's good.
3: So he's still a narcissist, but he's trying to not be one. Well, once a narcissist,
2: always a narcissist. Yes.
3: Yes. Uh, he detailed how he had to work hard at
2: developing the skill necessary uh, to be aware beyond myself and my needs. That's the biggest one. Got to be aware, guys. Got to be aware. As for his, us- his issues with drinking, he wrote, I quit drinking alcohol altogether knowing that I do not have a great restraint in that area, and it numbs me. To making other poor choices. It what? sounds like
5: she married a dirtbag who did whatever he wanted, <laughs> and then ev- and then eventually got tired of it. That that's what's or he was he was this guy all along, and she just then got tired.
2: of Yeah, it. I, that's a good point. I think that's him. Yeah, it's, it's his... just may, but I will give him credit. You got to give him credit, man.
5: I give
3: him credit for like he stepped
2: sober. up. Yeah he, got, yeah, he stepped up. He he's, he is awareness is a big thing. Yes, and he is aware of what triggered what and how it all worked, and he's better for it. I mean, yeah, you look, know, you
5: gotta I'm all to add it to the guy. Sure, I just. I just kind of. didn't have to pen a novel.
3: I just roll my eyes a little bit at the <laughs> idea true. that,
5: you know. <laughs> it's so
3: true. No you one don't made have you to tell on yourself except for your wife. If, that's right. If, if. That's right. Lizzie, right? Lizzie. I was asking the question here. Yeah. I'm just going to spitball this. Oh, no. If, if, if our roles were reversed. And Lizzie goes to Dave because his whole thing was he said he worked late hours in the NFL. Yep, and working that was part of it and working late hours and traveling and all that it leads to yeah. you know you, you got and time. again I yeah, I look, get that that happens right like absolutely. But uh, if Lizzie was at home doing what Dave was doing and Dave was in the office working, you think Dave would be? <laughs> you think Dave is like you know what, honey? The Lord wants us to work through this, or is it possible that Dave maybe calls some names and hits out the door? That's my thing. It doesn't sound like, again, that he was any sort of crazy. Just like you said, he sounds like he was a dirtbag that eventually got tired of being a dirtbag and was like, Yeah, it's all right. I'm done with my dirtbag ways. and yeah, I'll, I'll stay married. Like, it's just, that's, I, I find that whole thing to be a bit much for me. And of course, then we're going to lean on, it's okay, because I was walking with the Lord uh, even though I was failing, but now I'm really wa- walking with the Lord, and, and therefore Tony Dungy and everyone else loves
2: yeah. me. Yeah, it's... it's almost like they're pointing at, it's like, look at all these things that weren't my fault that <laughs> yeah, I, made me horrible. But now, you know,
3: now it's it's No, better. it's it, just you. You're just horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... It's not um, that hard. No, but now they've got a, a great marriage and everything's fine,
5: and, and they sold some books.
3: So what, yeah, so, they sold some books, and they have a bunch of kids. So what? The, the key to this is, guys, is if you want a great marriage, do whatever you want before you're married, and then like for the first like seven eight years of your marriage, just whatever, just go at it, just anything goes, just throw down, and then find Jesus, and then write a book, and go to counseling, and then Tony Dungy will love you. It did also say in there this. His wife, they had to go take a uh, test because uh, Dave wasn't a protection man
5: when he was out there doing whatever he was doing. But again, we're all good now. <sighs> Vancouver Ford tax line saying it sounds like he was a position coach off the field as well. <laughs> yes, he was.
0: Hmm.
5: He liked to work with the tight ends. He definitely liked working with the wide receivers. He was
3: he was very good in that. Solid. He ran a, a, a widespread offense. Anything go. You know, sideline to sideline, you know, he covered every inch of the field.
5: Not so much about the safety as we have
3: uh, discussed. No, no, no. It wasn't a defensive man. He's an offensive coach, right? It's, it's an aggressive attack. It's aggressive. <laughs> yeah, someone asked the uh, the Carolina Panthers about it, and they're like, we're aware, and we won't be talking about it. A couple of other texts. Uh, I have issues with drinks and porn. The issues are their greatness. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Well, I mean, look, in all seriousness, like I I can bag on him. Like you said, good for him. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. For for, him. for putting the brakes That's on his right. life saying That's I don't right. want to live this way. And I mean, I guess good for her if she really wants to be with him and she was able to forgive him and stick it out. And you know, they got yeah. kids and happy yeah. now. Good for yeah. them.
2: Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm happy for him. I just you whatever know. you get right, man. Yeah. This one says, Wait, isn't hypocritically cheating boozing it up and watching porn a Christian-based marriage to begin with? <laughs> hey <laughs> Look at that. Look at the listeners coming in hot.
3: <laughs> Someone's saying, is she worth $30 million? She is now.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's, hold, so th- Hold on to that. This says, the couple wrote uh, the book knowing that exposing their painful and highly personal secrets and issues could potentially hinder Canales' ability to land future jobs in the NFL. Yeah. Well, it didn't. So They said their marriage now is stronger than ever, and their belief in God has helped them discussing
3: the importance of faith and prayer. Yeah. Well, there you go. I, dead serious. If this book helps anyone, good for you. Uh, you know, I, it's. I find the whole thing a giant eye roll. But to some people out there, maybe this is. You know, maybe this is like a. You read a book and it convinces someone to stop. You know, watching porn or stop stepping out and.
2: I can't imagine this helps him in the world of football. You know, uh, like, I'm, do you think
3: the Panthers even knew about that? Well, they said that they did, and they said they were fine with it, but then they also said there would be no further comment on it. They have to know. I mean, all these things are Well, petty. they know now,
2: but yeah. I just didn't know if they knew when they hired him.
3: I would assume so, you know, but hmm. <laughs> I don't understand why you guys are so cynical about this guy's story. Regular people overcome addiction and issues all the time. And they know different people. I just said that. We just yeah. said that. Well, what are you talking they about? They just don't usually write books about it. Yeah. Look, I'm rooting for the guy. Good for him. I can also think it's a little silly, but good for him. I'm not here
5: to... Or like, them. I mean, you could also think, hey, maybe you keep that stuff in-house. You, 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 you've you, overcome all that stuff. Maybe you don't need to broadcast it to the world.
2: <laughs> well, we all kind of... Don't we all
3: try to improve? Yes, and yeah, good for at all him. all times. Improve. Yeah.
2: I'm going to write a book about my improvements. I'll tell you what, though. That's a hell of a... Her,
3: Start she, yoga again? Her, Robbins, lov- right. her level of forgiveness, like, that's a hell of a thing. That is. To find out, like, from the very get-go, like, that's, that woman, you want to talk about someone that's got some some grace of God in her, got some Tony Dungy quiet strength, i give that to her. That's a, that's a strong, strong woman. But again, if that's what you're looking for and, you know, this helped you find happiness, all, all anyone should ever want for anyone in this world is to be happy. I say that all the time to my kids. Man, this this life will kick you in the balls seven ways till Sunday, right? I mean, it just it beats you down. Look at how many people are walking around unhappy. So if God or faith or Tony Dungy or writing a book or not writing a book or watching porn or not watching porn, whatever it is that finds you purpose, whatever makes you happy, whatever makes you work, and whatever makes you work with another human being, and you guys can find some common ground and raise some kids and put a smile on your face at the end of the day, I'm all for it. Whatever works for you, works for you. I just, but at the same time, I don't have to think that it makes sense, but it doesn't have to make sense to me. If it makes sense to the Canales family, then you know, Odin bless them. You know, at one time, porn and booze worked for him. That's true. Ah! So I'll bet you back in the day he was, and this is the thing. Like, I bet you he was having a great time. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not saying that it was like the most productive thing in the world. But I'm guessing if you asked uh, Dave Canales eight years ago how things are going behind closed doors, he'd be like, "Yeah, having a great time." But it catches up to you, and you get a little older, a little wiser. Maybe you get caught doing something. I don't know. All
2: right. Well, that's the story of the great Dave Canales. Yes. Forward by Tony Dungy.
3: Go buy it for less than ten bucks. Yep,
2: nine ninety nine. All right. Um,
3: what's next? Where do we go from that? Oh, I have Jim Harbaugh audio. Got little squirrely sounds there. I kind of enjoyed that. (laughs) Do you like Jim Harbaugh? Not really, but, you know. A lot of milk. Hell of a coach. Jim
2: Harbaugh was out at the Ravens game the other day, and he was talking about why he left Michigan. Oh, I got a good idea. Uh, That is next. Here's Buck. A quick update on our poll question. Today we have some Jim Harbaugh audio momentarily, but uh, today we're asking you on X at 1080 the fan. who are you rooting for tonight with Damian Lillard, back in town. Uh, 57% said Lillard. (laughs) All right.
3: Well. 43% Blazers. That's going to be a little awkward, isn't it? I'll be interested to see the whole reaction. Like, is it a close game? You know, clutch moment. Lillard takes the final shot. Like, I'm I'm just generally intrigued by what will go down tonight. Well, I think it'll be a lot of... Uh, he's going to get a great ovation. I think there'll be a lot of mixed... Like I, I, The ideal Blazer fan, maybe Lillard goes for 56, and then the Blazers win on a Simon's buzzer beater. How about that? Okay. Go with that.
2: I do think Lillard, if it comes down to the wire, which it probably won't. I wouldn't think so, but... But I think it would be awesome if he hit one of his... <laughs>
3: Signature step back dagger threes, yeah, you know, 35 like, foot three, to... and the whole place erupted. <laughs> it's got to be awkward, right? Like, I mean, he's friends with so many, like all the players. Like, he still has a close relationship with a lot of those guys. And you know, he even said, to, I don't know if you heard any of his comments at his, his press conference today, but I was listening to some of that, and you know, he, he even said, I mean, he, His relationship with Portland is never ending. It's never over. He doesn't consider this the last chapter. He said that he would like at some point to come back and finish his career here. He talked about how when he went into the arena, he got confused because he had never been in the visitor's locker room. He wasn't sure where it was even at. Much smaller. Yeah, yeah. The visitor locker room sucks at that place. Yeah, it's bad. And, uh, yeah, but he just, I mean, there's nothing but love there. You could tell that there was an emotional moment for him. I still, to this day, he did not want to leave Portland. He just didn't. They just he he his hand was forced by the organization. If Lillard had his druthers, he would have never left Portland. He just was told one thing, and they did another for three straight years, and enough was enough. I read a thing
2: with him. Somebody went to Milwaukee to talk to him mm-hmm. ahead of this, and th- I was reading some of his quotes. He said he's still having a hard time kind of fitting in there. Yeah, even though they're really good, and yeah. you wouldn't. Really notice it on the court? I mean, all of his numbers are down. His usage rate is way down. Well, his usage rate is the, the lowest it's been
3: since he was with Aldridge. Well, some of that is for the first thing about it, He's never played. That's not true. Uh, he played with LaMarcus for a couple of years. But the only all-star that he's ever played with is LaMarcus Aldridge. Outside of that, the next best player he's played with was CJ McCollum. And so for the first time in his probably his life, not only is he playing with another star, he's playing with someone that is significantly better than he is. And that's this uh, Giannis uh, something or other guy. I think he's got one of them MVP and uh, those championship things. So, yeah, dude, that's bizarre. But at the same time, they have the what the second best record and they fired their coach. But, I mean, I've heard him talk and, and he says that the, this whole thing is weird. He's away from his kids. He's not familiar with the city. I mean, I'm sure in some ways this is a really, really hard transition. Again, for a guy that didn't want to go. Yeah, so
2: I think there's good value on the Blazers tonight. I'm not gonna lie, ten,
3: ten and a half, right? That's a lot.
2: Just gotta lose by one.
3: Well, they are playing better. I mean, they, they drilled. Yes. Philadelphia minus. They
2: are definitely somebody? playing better. Yes. Uh, the Bucks have a new coach.
3: That's yeah. gonna take some time. And Lillard, you know, all the distractions. Sure. I mean, so the question becomes: Is he distracted and and it's off his game, or does he come in and is distracted and then decides to drop sixty? Remind everybody of, who remind he everybody. is. Yeah. I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I, I Honestly, I'm not
2: touching it. I mean, the Blazers are kind of value right now. I mean, they're, they're just, I don't know. There's value in the Blazers? Well, I mean, they're playing better. They just blew out the Sixers. Yeah, they did. I mean, they were 10-point dogs in that one. Yes, yeah. they were.
3: Yeah, they blew them out. So what we're saying is load up on the Blazers. No.
2: Yeah? Load up, maybe? Something? No, I was just... Just pointing out, you know, maybe uh, if you like value in sports gambling, a little edge, maybe there is one on the Blazers tonight. Yeah,
3: Ten and a half right now sitting there. That's just, awful high. Just have the balls to go Blazers money line. Don't be a coward. What's the money line number? <laughs> I got to pull it back up. Sorry. I just saw it and then I it clicked up. 500 maybe? Because I was looking like they're hot. Man, probably not. 350? 320? Three, oh God. God bless America. You know what? Ads? Here's my thing about ads.
5: Plus 355.
3: Okay. I don't. I don't mind if you bring up ads. Okay? I take the points. I understand. What I can't stand is when you bring up four separate ads and you don't give like th- there's seemingly no way to close them out, and I can't even see the screen, like the like you can't find the X yeah. to shut them. Like what?
2: Well, what they do now is they hide the X until until like five seconds
3: in or whatever. Yeah, it drives me and crazy. And then it pops on there. I just give me one ad window at a time. I just the ads. It's enough. Enough's enough. Okay, old man. <laughs> okay Boomer eh, eh. God. do the kids love ads or the kids like yeah
2: give me more ads I just don't think they care you know they don't waste their
3: breath bitching although, about it. Although I appreciate the specialized ads because sometimes I buy stuff with those ads. There you go. Yeah. See, you love them. <laughs> Deep down, you love them. I'm old. I will say I that every, dying. every now and then when one of the specialized ad gets me, I'll be like, you sons of bitches, good for you.
5: <laughs> like, yeah,
3: you, you got me with that yeah,
5: one. Yeah, they do. They get me too. I yeah. will go out of my way to not click them when I see them and then... Search for like a similar product at a different point in time. I'm like not willing to let that ad work on me.
3: Well, it's weird. Like sometimes I don't know how they know this, but when the World <laughs> Baseball Classic was happening, I wanted one of the Japan World Baseball Classic hats. The pro, the one that was on the, on the field. Really wanted
5: one. And you said those were really hard to come by, right?
3: Couldn't find them. They, they but like right at the start of the the World Baseball Classic, they sell out. So we're going to, we're going over to Japan, and I so I asked her family over there. I said, hey. Can you see if you can get me one over there? And they're like, "Yeah, no, those things are long gone." And the dad over there finds me like a, a bootleg one, where it's it's a it's a snapback. It's not the authentic one, but he, he finds me one. And I was like, "Oh, that's that's awesome." So I've been wearing that around, but I still want one of the authentic ones, right? And so when was that? Like, th- that was like what June? It's a while ago. Was a while ago, like a week ago. I'm sitting there randomly, and I bring up something like on ESPN.com, and what's the specialized ad? Boom. Japan World Baseball Classic Hats, now in stock and like 10 bucks off. I'm like, you sons of bitches. They know. And guess what? Guess who's clicking on it, and now I'm the proud owner of a, J- a Japanese World Baseball Classic Authentic Hat. And they, you know. Loved the Classic. Yeah, the classics. I, I can't be mad because the ad worked. Well, Somehow they knew that six months ago, I desperately wanted this thing, and here it is. Yeah, you think they're going to forget? No, they remember. They're I always, always
2: listening. I like to... to- I don't know if you guys do this, uh, on X or whatever.
3: Yeah. Twitter. Twitter X. Twitter X. They
2: give you the, the way too many ads. And oh, so yeah. there's one on there that I keep seeing over and over. I'm like, you know, I'm so tired of that. And then I click on it and make sure I click not interested in this ad. Sure. As if that's going to do any good at all <laughs> yeah. to change the algorithm. No. Even though I'm totally interested in that ad, <laughs> it was right up my alley.
3: You're, 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 you're out of spite. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. But I'm
2: not <laughs> clicking on it because it's an ad. <laughs> And oh, no, by the way, I'm not interested in
3: this. That's like Buck searching out another. I'm not buying from them. Yeah. Well,
5: yeah. I just I don't like the like. You don't know me. I mean, they do. They do. They really do. I don't want them to.
3: They had me spot on. And you know what? They got my 35.50.
5: Come. Yeah, I don't. I don't like.
2: Yeah, the they, that they got
3: mine. Just take my money.
2: All right. Let's listen to Jim Harbaugh talk about Justin Herbert, sort of next on the fan. All right. One little uh, leftover piece of audio. Uh, from Jim Harbaugh, you know he hasn't spoken a lot since he took the Chargers job. But he was out there supporting his brother on Sunday. His brother coaches for the Ravens. Yeah,
3: old man Harbaugh was there the entire
5: oh, and poaching yeah. from him on Monday.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jim's taken all of his guys. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's little, that's what happens, man. You get to the NFL and all that buddy buddy stuff is uh, is gone. You know, Jim remembers that Super Bowl. Nice try, John.
2: So they had Harbaugh on this pregame set, and uh, here is what he said about um, leaving Michigan and meeting Justin Herbert.
6: Yeah, it was it was tough. Uh, I was torn. My wife, kids. Uh, I love Michigan, but I love the NFL too. And uh, there's no Lombardi Trophy in, in college football, and. Yeah, I got so many sands left in the hourglass, and I want, I want to take a crack at that, and there's there's uh, nowhere better to do it than with the Los Angeles Chargers, Susie Spanos, Dean Spanos, Ed McGuire, John Spanos, uh, and, this, and this great quarterback. Oh, yeah, so have you talked to him? I have, I have, and uh, I met him, and Der- Derwin James, I mean, pros, pros, these guys, Keenan Allen, but uh, I was a little starstruck. Yeah, hey, so, hey, so so, Justin. so, so, so be some some of the uh, chargers are out there have not talked to you or met with you yet. What's that first meeting going to be like with Jim Harbaugh? What's the culture you want to build in with LA? I'll tell you what, I'm I'm, I'm probably going to reference this right here. You know, uh, we work together, we win together, and it's worth it. I mean, the hard work, the sacrifice, the pressure, all of it. Why would somebody put themselves through that? Because the rewards are just so darn good. And, uh, and you can see that today. And what a, what a football game we're going to have today.
2: So we, he kind of glossed over it, or the interviewers glossed over it, but he said he was starstruck. No, you weren't. When, when he met Justin Stop Herbert. Stop it.
3: <laughs> Jim Harbaugh's career, all the people that he's played with, all the people that he's coached, and he's starstruck by Justin Herbert. Stop it, Do Jim. you believe? Stop. No, I don't. <laughs> Maybe he was starstruck by his devilishly good looks. I'm guessing that he's just fine. I don't think Jim Harbaugh gets starstruck around uh, many people. That guy's been around the block. No, but I, I do buy the there's only so much sand. And he never wanted to be in college. He always wanted to be in the NFL. And by the way, this is a trend. And we, we can talk about it tomorrow. But the is it healthy the BC coach? That, uh, yeah, uh, Jeff Halfley. 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 So he left to become the defensive coordinator in Green Bay. And, and he was the head coach. He was the head at coach at Boston, uh, Boston College. And yeah. for years, the idea was is that college was a way more chill gig than the NFL. The NFL is a grind. I mean, it, it is just an absolute meat grinder. And college was always viewed as a little bit less. You can keep your thumb on players a little bit. You, you know, your roster doesn't have to – you don't have a salary cap or anything like that. And so it just was viewed as a as an easier job. And it is the exact opposite. They are saying that now and, – and he came out, the BC coach, said that – um Everyone wants to get to the league. No one wants to be in college anymore. You've seen, you know, whether it's it's uh you know Saban getting out and Chris Peterson getting out, and you've seen guys, you know, take lesser jobs to go to the NFL, and and they're saying this is going to be a trend where where head coaches in college more than ever, and and even elite programs, not elite programs, everyone is trying to get to the NFL because no one wants to deal with college football right now. That is the exact opposite, that the meat grinder that is the NFL has become the way more attractive job because of everything that goes along with college.
2: We will indeed discuss that tomorrow. Up next, Larry David audio and a little American nightmare talk. It's 556 on the fan.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,